Welcome to Stories of Hope, testimonies of everyday people with extraordinary stories of God's love and faithfulness. Stories of Hope is produced by The 315 Project, a ministry that helps Christians know and share their stories wholeheartedly. For more information, visit 315project.com. And now for today's story. My name is Scott McClellan, and I am a disciple of Jesus of Nazareth, who I believe to be the Holy Son of God who came to this earth to die for my sins, was crucified, dead, resurrected, and lives to this day. And this is my testimony as to how I came to know that. If you had asked me even three or four years ago if I was lost, I would have said no. I had a great career. I had a beautiful wife and two grown, wonderful daughters. I had wonderful family growing up, a great school experience, very successful in athletics and thought things were going pretty well. And if you'd asked me if I was a Christian, I would have said absolutely. And if you asked me if I was going to heaven, I would have said yes. But there was very little evidence in my life that I actually was a Christian and secretly I had doubts. But praise God, He's been pursuing me, sometimes in miraculous ways, since I was a child and could spend hours telling you about all the ways that he has pursued me. But I'll share just two events with you to give you a sense for how much he has meant to me and, and why I've come to know him. And the first event is really two events, wrapped in one but separated by 10 years. Now as some background, my daughter, my youngest daughter, is a three-time cancer survivor, has had two liver transplants and 150 surgeries in her lifetime, and we basically spent the first 18 years of her life in the hospital. And there was one night many, many years ago, we were in the emergency room, it was about 3 a.m., and we'd been there literally hundreds of times before, but this night she was particularly sick and she started to code out and the one nurse turned into three nurses, turned into five nurses, turned into 10 doctors in the room and it was a small little room and so I was kind of nudged out eventually as they all came in to work on her and I'd seen this happen before and had lived through it okay, but this particular night, I just snapped. And I turned around and I looked for anything that had a door instead of a curtain, and there was this small little bathroom in the emergency room, and I ran in there and I slammed the door and there was a towel on the rack. And I grabbed that towel off and I put it up to my mouth and just started screaming into it as loud and as hard as I could. And that went on for 10 minutes or so until I had just nothing left. And I kind of fell back against the wall and slid down to the floor and wept. Totally broken, totally bitter, totally lost. And with one last gasp of energy, I looked up to God and I said, why won't you let me fix this? Now what I came to remember was actually an answer to that prayer that came 10 years earlier with my oldest daughter. I had been at the hospital and come home to clean up and was shaving and getting ready for work and my oldest came into the bathroom where I was shaving and she was only three years old at the time and 
She sat next to me on the tub and I could see her reflected in the mirror sitting next to me and I just was shaving. We were chatting and giggling and I was putting shaving cream on her face and I went back to shaving and I could see in the mirror all of a sudden she got very reflective and she turned and looked in the mirror looking at me in my eyes and said, Daddy, I chose you. Now as an aside, I had heard many years later back in high school that children choose their parents. They choose the life that they want to be born into and whether that's true or not doesn't matter because I had always wondered if my children had chosen me. And so when she said the words, I chose you, it got my attention. And so the razor literally drops into the sink and I turn in the mirror looking back at her and I said, what love? And she goes, Daddy, I chose you. You were broken and God sent me to fix you. I had absolutely nothing. I just stared at her in the mirror and she got bored with that, I guess, because she said goodbye and got up and left. And I sat down on the tub and just sat there silently for probably 10 or 15 minutes. Then I started to overthink it. What does it mean I'm broken? What does it mean she's here to fix me? And I wouldn't know the answer to that until 10 years later. God knew the answer to my prayer before I did. It wasn't me who was to fix it. It was God who was to fix it. But even with that miraculous kind of event, I still didn't really get it until even 10 years after that, when I was at a restaurant talking to a friend, Dave. And I was at the restaurant you see here on the screen. And there was something particularly bad happening in our life at the time, in our family's life at the time. And I was relaying that experience to him. And it wasn't really a dramatic conversation. I was just kind of updating him on the facts as to what was happening and we're chatting and all of a sudden he kind of tilts his head and he just looks at me and he says, Scott, do you feel guilty about this? It didn't take me but a second. I said, absolutely, I feel guilty. I'm the spiritual leader of my home. I'm responsible for this. He just looked at me, a little silence and then said, Scott, God never meant for you to feel that guilt. That's what Jesus died for. Now Dave kept talking, but I didn't hear another word that he said. I didn't hear anything else happening in the restaurant. Didn't hear the silverware clanking. I didn't hear people talking because all of a sudden, this wave of unconditional love, forgiveness, peace, harmony, just flows into me and takes over my body. And I sat there for probably five minutes, I don't know how long, and I finally just got up and left. I got out of the restaurant, I went and sat in my car, and for the next 20 minutes, that wave of love just did a work in me that I could never describe to you in words. What I came to realize is I had either been doing one of two things. I was just ignoring everything that God was doing, trying to tell me who he was. Or I was trying so hard to be a good Christian that I was trying to earn my way there. And what I learned that day and really in reflection, what God had been telling me all along is I don't have to do anything. I just have to receive his gift of forgiveness, receive the finished work of Jesus Christ. 
And what I would encourage you to do is if you've been trying to earn your way there, if you haven't even been thinking about it, just receive the gift that Christ died to give you. Let him work in you, let him fix you. And then everything good comes from that. So praise God, he's done it in me. And my prayer is he does it in you too. We hope you enjoyed today's story. Stories of Hope is produced by The 315 Project and made possible in part by our generous ministry partners and listeners just like you. To learn more, visit 315project.com.